0: Good afternoon church. Good to see everybody here today. Uh, I'm Isaac and I'm really excited to bring the word and I know that God is gonna speak. Uh, I shared this message called Fellowship with Holy Spirit at Bugis a couple of weeks ago Uh, and normally I change the message but I really felt like this was the message I wanted to bring here today and I know that God is gonna speak in a beautiful and powerful way. Will you join me in prayer and then we're gonna get right into it, all right? Lord, we want to thank you, oh God. We want to thank you for this time that we can be here. God, we just ask that, Lord, um, you help us not to miss the point. You help us not to rush through these 20, uh, 30 minutes. You help us not to just sit down and just hear and um, wait for this good moment. God, I pray that you will open the eyes of our hearts, that we will see We will know you, O God, Lord, Lord, I pray everything you so desire to do, everything you desire to pour out, everything you want us to know, Lord, I pray, let it be clear, God, Lord, speak to us, Lord, all of us in this room, all of us tuning in online in our homes, in our cars, wherever it may be, God, we are listening, Lord, we are listening, so speak. We love you, we thank you, we need you, O God, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Awesome. Um, A couple of weeks ago, uh, if you know Pastor Yang, uh, we had our Vision Sunday and Pastor Yang shared about a couple of things uh, that he felt on his heart and two things he spoke about. Uh, One of which is he says, hey, he really feels in our heart um, that we are called to be even more intentional about building a house of prayer. And what's really cool and interesting is in 2020, uh, at the end of 2020, when I felt the Lord say, hey, Isaac, it's time to kind of move church. And I went, okay, Lord, where do I go? You know, and I was praying, and I was praying between Cornerstone and this other church. We'll call this church Church B. And I said, Lord, which church do I go for? And the Lord was not like, Isaac, you must go out to this church. He was like, it's up to you. So I was like, okay, Lord, could you kind of give me a little bit of an insight? If I go to Cornerstone, what is it going to be about? And if I go to Church B, what is it going to be about? And the Lord said, Church B is going to be a place where there's a lot of innovation. And I went, huh? But I think Cornerstone is quite a lot of innovation. Uh, Okay, okay. And then the Lord said, if you go to Cornerstone, there is a lot more intercession coming its way. And I went, oh, that's interesting. And I said, okay, Lord, I really want to be uh, involved in a lot more intercession. I really want to spend some time with you in this next season uh, of my life. Lord, I really want to spend time in deeper prayer. And then coming to Cornerstone in 2021, we had little inklings about it, but we saw uh, as the year passed and into 2022, there's this greater word for intercession, a greater word for building a house of prayer. And I share this with us to know that this is not something that is just, haha, what do we pick out of the sky? Or, you know, what do we just kind of work out in our heads? Like, where do we want to go? But the Lord really invites all of us and knocks at the door of our hearts and says, come with me. This is what I'm doing. And then the second thing he talks about is about making room for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit come. Uh, when you come in, you saw that big uh, canvas that says, Holy Spirit come. Some of you have the postcards. Some of us have the stickers. And it's good to ask, actually, what does that actually mean? When we say, Holy Spirit come, we sang right? Spirit come, Spirit come. What are we actually saying and asking? One of the things that uh, it's on my heart, I says, "Lord, I really ask that Holy Spirit, you will pour your spirit out and really meet with people in a deeper and deeper way." You know, we've been talking about a couple of the younger generation and what the Lord is doing. And my heart is like, Lord, we are at the peak of our intelligence. God, we're at the peak and the height of our knowledge. And Lord, we, I ask, oh God, that Lord, you will meet with the young people. You meet with us. Holy Spirit, move in such a miraculous and wondrous way, right? That people will go... There's so much that I know. There's so much that I understand. There's so much that I can grasp with my mind. But there are some things I still to this day do not understand. There are some things that the Lord does that just completely confuses me. I cannot get it. There must be something more than the height of my intellect and my knowledge. And you know, for some of us in this room or many of us in this room, we've had these moments with the Lord. We've had moments of the Lord that we are weeping, we are crying. We have this deep relationship with the Lord. And I've heard some people say it, and I've said it myself. Aya, uh, Isaac, that was just hype. That was just a nice moment. You know, when we were young, the music was loud, and we were like, yeah! And the, and the feeling was pumping, and then we, wah! I felt the spirit of the Lord. But actually, maybe all of that was hype. And you know when While that may not have cost you anything, it cost the Lord something. Intimacy is not free. The Lord sent his son to die on the cross so that we can be intimate with him. And these moments are not hype, but these moments are real moments of the Lord. They're not flinging moments, but they're deep, beautiful moments. It's like, imagine we hang out, and we hang out a, a, a while back and we, we hang out, we had a great time and all that. And then I meet you, go, I, actually, Isaac, last time when you hang out with me, right, it was nothing like, it was just like, you know, for fun only, but there was no deep like feeling and there was, I would be offended. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we forget what the Lord has done. And you know, as we sing some of these songs, some of us can go into the depths of this song because we have such a deep, sweet intimacy relationship with the Lord. And my heart's prayer is that, Lord, would you grant these generation, the next generation, a deep intimacy with you, that they will have heritage and history with you. That, Lord, some of them, when they sing these songs, right, they just hear the worship leader, sing louder, sing harder, come on, let's go. And they go, I have no depths. I have nowhere else to go. All I know is kind of what you said and you preach at the pulpit. But there's this relationship with the Lord that is kind of like, I still have not had an intimate relationship with him. And my heart's prayer is that, Lord, please, pour your spirit out in such a powerful way. And I really believe it's going to happen. And I'm sharing this with us because for all of us here, if we've had a moment with the Lord, if we've had deep spiritual encounters with the Lord, if there was a moment you cried at this altar in your room, at a workplace, if there was a moment you had deep relationship with Him, please don't ignore, please don't forget, please don't say it's hype. And then not just that. Don't just let it be a memory Pray for other people when we come into this place. Pray for the next generation. Let them, God, let them have a deep encounter with you. Holy Spirit, pour your spirit out. What does it mean to say, Holy Spirit, come? What are we exactly asking for? I've titled the sermon today, Friendship with the Holy Spirit, because that's exactly what it is. Holy Spirit is not the adugan of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit is not the powwow of the Lord. Holy Spirit is an actual person. Holy Spirit is a person. And when we ask Holy Spirit to come, we say, Lord, we want you to come. Holy Spirit, we want you to be here. We have to understand who He is in order to host Him because how do we host somebody we do not know? How do we host something that we only see as a power? And that's why so often when it comes to Holy Spirit, all of us, including myself, is guilty because we go, fill the room, fill the room, fill the room. And he's like, just this power. It's like, come on, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And he is a person. For some of us, Holy Spirit is my, find my iPhone, right? Oh, I lost my phone. Holy Spirit, show me. And then he appears, you're like, ha Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a person and it's important for us to understand it because if this year, this is our cry, Holy Spirit come. We're not here to merely say, now fill the room, now give me goosebumps, now heal this person, now set this thing, now give me a vision. We keep asking and asking and commanding. And while that is the work of the Holy Spirit, that is not the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But so often we are so captured by the work of a person, we forget that he is a person. And we so often do that to other people. There are people that you're so mesmerized by their work. You are so mesmerized by their stature. You forget that they're an actual person and the only way you relate to them is by their work and not them as a person and you will miss the sweet intimacy, the sweet fellowship of this person. It's like if I'm a really good dancer and every time you see me, you go, dance, Isaac, dance, I'm like, okay. First time, second time, and every time, dance, dance, I'll be like, there is more to me than my dancing, but you're just captivated by the works. And the only way to host me is this, All right, I know Isaac's going to come, right? Isaac's going to come. Okay, prepare the stage, play the music, let's go. And then I hear Isaac dance. And that's what we do with Holy Spirit. If you only know Holy Spirit by the works, guess what happens when we need Holy Spirit? All right, I know how to host the Holy Spirit. Where's my piano at? Where's my shouty preacher at? Where are my dim lights? All right, Holy Spirit, I'm ready for you. Come. Come and it's not. He is a person. He's not a feeling. I put here, he's not a fireball. He's not a moment. He's not a goosebump. Holy Spirit is a person, and we talk about loving the Lord. We talk about loving Jesus. What about loving Holy Spirit? And some of us might go, oh no, Isaac, another relationship I must manage. How did my relationship go I have to manage? And then now Jesus, now you, Isaac, sh- I'm going to walk out of here. Not one more relationship that's going to tire me out. Unlike human relationships, this one the Lord leads. He just says, come and surrender yourself. Come and know me. And these relationships deeply define us. Love the Lord. Love Jesus. What about loving Holy Spirit? Do you know that Holy Spirit has feelings? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it says, And do not, listen close, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Just as sin grieves God, just as sin crucified Christ, sin grieves Holy Spirit. So we think, you know, sometimes when we, we do wrong or we sin, we go, ah I did wrong, I guess. The presence of God is not here. We think that if we sin or we do something wrong, the Holy Spirit says, sorry, I gotta go, and then he leaves, and he's like, Oh yeah, Holy Spirit, where are you? I'm making the cameraman work a lot today, right? Um, But you know, that's actually not what happens. That's not biblical. That's your mind. The Holy Spirit didn't just say, yeah, you did wrong. So sorry, I got to go. No goosebumps for you here today. It says the Holy Spirit grieves. And so when we sin, and when we disobey, the Holy Spirit is there, and it says, He grieves. He grieves. He grieves in that moment and that hour, and it says, No! No! Holy Spirit has feelings, When we can grieve Holy Spirit. What does it mean when we say, Holy Spirit, come? The second thing, he has love. In Romans chapter 15, verse 30, it says, I urge you, believers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join, me, join with me in your prayers to God in my behalf. God is love, Christ embodies love, and Holy Spirit loves The Spirit has compassion. In Romans 8 verse 26, it says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And so the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in the moments we don't know what to say or pray or the pain that we feel is so incredibly complex, Holy Spirit groans on our behalf. Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, some of you have heard of stories of, of how I would, in the past, like, just take a lot of time to try to go and pray and meet with the Lord, go under the pull-up bar. And remember, there was this time, I think it was in 2020 or 2021, um, I was like, hey, Lord, you know, I, I'm so troubled by so many things on my heart, and I really, really, really want to hang out with you. You know, I remember the times of me playing uh, the guitar in my room, and the Lord spoke and spoke to a pastor that didn't uh, know who I was and all that, didn't know about me praying in the room. And the Lord reviewed to this pastor that, uh, that said to this pastor, hey, uh, I want you to tell Isaac that I see him in his room every day playing his guitar and worshipping me. Another time sitting under the pull-up bar and another, this preacher from US came by and says, the Lord sees you, I see you sitting under a pull-up bar. And I'm like, how does anybody know? Nobody knows. Another time I remember I was praying again. I says, Lord, I need to go back to this place. And I remember the time where I played my guitar I remember I said, Lord, I want to meet with you. God, I I want to spend time with you. I actually went down to a guitar shop to go and buy a guitar. And uh, I didn't have enough money, so I was like, ah, nah, it's okay. I went back home, and I kid you not, the end of the day, what happened when I was in the shop, one of my friend's parents was in the shop, saw me wanting to get a guitar, left, saw me leave. He went to buy a guitar, turned up in my house, and it says, here's the guitar for you. And I feel the Lord says he wants to meet with you, and I didn't even share with him my story. 2020, I remember we were, I I was like, hey, I really want to go paddle boarding. And uh, Tim, we've gone a bit of paddle boarding and I said, Lord, I really want to go out into the sea and just spend time with you. Um, If you go, Isaac, why are you so drama? Can't you just uh, 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 hang out in the room with the Lord? Totally. But you know you have some lovers that are very drama, they need the shabam, I'm that kind of guy. So I go to the Lord, I was like, Lord, we need to go to the ocean, right? And the Lord doesn't say, why are you so drama? The Lord says, okay, let's go. So I was like, Lord, I really want to go into the ocean and hang out with you. I want to go and buy a paddle board. So I go to the decathlon, I see it was 550 something dollars and I was like okay I'm gonna get it should I get it should I not I could save my money maybe not I went back home kid you not an hour later a friend sent me and says hey Isaac I don't know why but the Lord sent me to send you 550 something exact dollar exactly and said the Lord wants to tell you go and spend time with him I was like "Bro, do you know that I'm gonna buy a pedal board I want to spend time with I was like yeah totally go and to do it so I buy a pedal board and I go out to see um, I'm sharing that to say this The Holy Spirit is really sweet and intimate and desires to meet with us and hang with us. He really, really does. He's more than just the Saturday 5 p.m. feeling or something to find something for us. He wants to meet with us. We know that he is powerful. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, the world was created and being sustained. We know of his other works. He anoints us. He manifests his fruits in us. And I want us to remember the 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He desires to fellowship with us. He desires to fellowship with us. And it's important that we are reminded about his purpose and not get lost in the works that we miss the person of the Holy Spirit. I've shared this a few services ago, or maybe some of you may not have heard, but the purpose of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit, there are many things, but three things I want us to think about and focus on this afternoon is from John chapter 16. Do you know the first thing that the Holy Spirit is said to be and to do in John chapter 16 verse 8, and this is what Jesus says, when, and when he has come, and that's Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin, because they do not believe in me. And so what the Holy Spirit work is here to do, he is supposed to come and convict us. He's here to convict us and says, hey, this is not what you're supposed to do. But isn't it strange, so many times when we hear about the Holy Spirit, you know what's the first thing we hear about? Peace. I feel the peace, I feel the peace, and everybody's feeling peace, all the time. Holy Spirit don't convict anymore, just peace. I was speaking to a couple of friends and i um, Some of them decided to do a business and all that. And there was this huge contract that was going to land on their lap. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I found out that the person lied in order to get this contract. And so I sat down with the person and I says, hey, bro, I think it's important that you do not lie. Especially even more, do not lie at all. But for money, don't do that. Because it's going to send you down this really bad place. Don't lie. Be honest. Have integrity. I went away the person continued to lie and in the end the person got this million dollar contract deal I met the person again I said hey how do you feel about it he says well Isaac I prayed about the whole incident and I felt the peace How's <sighs> ya But a lot of us are like that there are things in our lives, an issue in our life that we really are like, Holy Spirit wants to deal, but we don't put the time to sit down and really talk it through with Him. It's faster for Jesus and for the Lord and for Holy Spirit to just give me the peace. Quick, give me the sp- peace, give me the peace and Holy Spirit wants to say something more. Like, Shh, sh- 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 just give me the peace. Ah, the peace that we go. Now I can move on with my day again. Should I take this job? Well, you know, there's some, sh- 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 just the peace. Just the I just don't feel the peace. It didn't say Holy Spirit is here to give the peace. Well, he brings peace. It's very clear the first thing Jesus says, he's here to convict. So this is how we host Holy Spirit. When we say Holy Spirit, come, we don't enter into a room and says, give me the peace. Give me the peace now, Lord, give me. You actually come on bended knees and you say, Holy Spirit, show me. Convict me of the things in my heart in this week. Convict me of the things in my life that really, I've been so misaligned with the Lord. And when you build a friendship and relationship with Holy Spirit, not spending time with Jesus and the Spirit doesn't bring about guilt. It causes you to miss the person. For those in a relationship, when you don't hang out with your wife or your husband or your boyfriend and girlfriend, it'll be quite a terrible relationship if all you feel is guilt. But when you don't hang out, it's you miss this person. Yet why is it we see that we have a friendship with the Spirit, but the first thing we feel when we don't hang out with him is guilt and not missing him? Is it because we have just been caught up in the works and not the person of the Spirit? And so he says, Lord, come and convict. Holy Spirit, come and convict. I used to think the most, like, the people that need to pray the most are the pastors because they've got to prepare for the Word. So they better pray, like, oh, Lord, please give me a message. Years ago when I was uh, in my previous church and just doing a lot of ministry, I would spend so much time, like, praying for the Word and all that. And then when the Lord called me into the marketplace, I was like, okay, 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 I guess. I mean, I'll still pray, but maybe, like, you know, don't have to do so intense. Oh, my goodness, totally wrong. As I go into the world, I find myself, like, wow, there's so much about my human nature that really needs to get checked and aligned with the Lord. And I go, but Lord, there's so much work. What do I do? And I go, okay, it's time to go back to the drawing vlog and I have to start waking up at 5, 6 a.m. again just to sit down and go, Lord, I need to see this world. I need to see the work. I need to see my interaction with my clients. I need to see everything aligned with you and not a moment, Holy Spirit. Do I want to be caught in a worldview or in a pursuit, right, that really is about myself and about things that does not please you? And not pleasing the Lord is not about sin. You can live a sinless life But it's also godless. And it's not just about not doing wrong. It's about saying, Lord, I want to walk with you. How do we host the Holy Spirit? We say, Holy Spirit, come and convict me. Show me the things on your heart. The second thing is the Holy Spirit is here to guide John chapter 16, verse 13 says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will tell you things to come. And so here's the other exciting thing of Holy Spirit. He's not the, at the end of a 20-minute sermon when the pianist comes on, then He partners with the preaching, then he gives you a vibe. He's here to guide you into all truth. And so we sit with Holy Spirit and says, would you guide me? Would you guide me? Would you show me, Lord? Would you help me to come into the greater knowledge of who God is? Many years ago, I used to be bombarded by very auntie texts, WhatsApp messages from all these aunties that would send me all kinds of verses. I remember there was this time that all these aunties, right, will send me Bible verses about Israel and all that. And I just didn't get it, okay? So to all the aunties, don't stop. But I just didn't get it. And I remember there was one day I was so like, like why should you keep sending me about Israel? Like, I know the importance, but I don't really care. Like, and I was just caught up in my own self. And I remember I was like, whatever. And, and in a moment, I really felt Holy Spirit says, Isaac, There's something I want you to understand more about Israel. And so I said, okay, Lord, if that is truly your heart and your will, Lord, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't ignore. But God, if you can, just send me to Israel. But it was a very honest request. Two years later, I totally forgot about this request. And two years later, one day, one of this auntie called me. She said, hey, Isaac, uh, we had this strange dream. My friend who doesn't know who you are had a dream that you were flying on a plane. I had a dream of someone flying on a plane. And he called me, he said he didn't know who this guy was, but what was funny was on the same night that he had the dream, I too had a dream, and I saw your face flying on the plane. And he feels he needs to send, and he needs to give money to somebody to go to Israel. And I go, I don't know if I'm the guy, but I would totally love to be the guy. So I met up with him in the cafe, we sat down, and he was like, hey, I just feel like the Lord wants to send you to Israel because there are things he wants to teach you and to show you. And just like that, a few months later, I was on a plane, went at Israel, and really learned so much new appreciation, but more than that, really saw God's glory and goodness. Holy Spirit is here to guide us into all truth. And the last thing, and the musician can come out is to glorify. John chapter 16, verse 14 says this, "He will glorify me." for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. And so the last thing that Jesus says, Holy Spirit is here to do, the first thing he says is to convict, the second is to guide, and the last is to glorify. And what it is, it means it's to magnify and for us to be able to see the beauty and the glory and the wonder of our God. And so... What that requires is us coming into a place and a space and saying, hey, God, hey, Holy Spirit, would you help me to see you? Would you help me to see God? God, I don't want to miss the point. God, would you help me? And it's a good thing. John 16, verse 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I want to end off with that because there are some of us that believe, you know, if only, right, I had this wild, deep encounter with Jesus. Like, if Isaac, if I was around back in the day when Jesus was alive, I tell you, my walk with the Lord would be amazing, would be super powerful. I wouldn't be like the disciples. I would be so close to the Lord. I mean him walking on water, I would have such a deep relationship with him. But I think we fool ourselves. See, when you look through an entire history, at different seasons, there's a, there's a greater prominence of God or Jesus, Holy Spirit. And in the Old, we, we see God. Very prominent. And in the Old Testament, we watch how the Lord part the sea. We watch how the Lord came in a pillar of fire, we watched the Lord continue to pursue His people and then they keep rejecting Him. And we sit here on our chairs and we go (coughs) yeah, clearly never learned His lesson. Then we go to the New Testament and we see Jesus He's there walking the earth. He's walking on water. He's healing the sea. He's helping the people to walk. He's feeding the people. And then we see the multitudes just there for the works of Jesus and not the person of Jesus. And they leave. And they reject Him. And then we go, if I was there, I'll be a whole lot different. We are now in the times and the day of Holy Spirit. What will be said of us? It's so clear what Holy Spirit is here to do. In the beginning of this message, I said that so many of us had moments of the Lord, and some of us have yet to have moments. Are we rejecting Holy Spirit? if the Bible lays out so clearly of who He is and how we're supposed to host Him, are we really doing that? Or are we just going on with our thing and our time and we're actually rejecting Holy Spirit and the Lord says, I have come. I have sent the Helper to come with you and it is good that I go away. It is to your advantage. And now Holy Spirit is here. Will you make room in time? Will you make room and time for Holy Spirit? I know it sounds like a lot, but in the same fashion, there were many people in the past that Jesus was there, they didn't make time out, they didn't bother to meet with Him because I guess He's just, do we make time for Holy Spirit? And can I even ask, challenge us. We may be coming to the same hall every week, same timing, familiar faces. But let us not take lightly the invitation of what the Lord has put us is, hey church, hey my people, I want you to come into deeper, into mercy with the Spirit. And how do we host Him? Would you arise rise to your feet? I'm going to close in just a bit. Let's take some time to spend some time with Holy Spirit before we leave from here. And if you go, Isaac, what do I do? Just begin to pray. And just wherever you're at, just begin to say, Holy Spirit, I want to welcome you. Holy Spirit, would you begin to bring to remembrance? Would you begin to show me things in my life that has displeased the Lord? It requires a little bit of humility. It requires us to not try to over control this moment. Spirit begin to just convict me I'm sorry Holy Spirit there are really some things in my life that I've just I've never really properly settled with you I've never really properly had these conversations with you I'm just dismissive I just want you to quickly like set me free Holy Spirit I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, can you convict me? There's some things in my life I've just gotten used to doing. I've just think that it's okay. I've written off that it's all right. It's like, it's fine because I just, you know, don't want to overthink it. But Holy Spirit, I want to surrender it to you. And there are going to be some things right now Holy Spirit's going to reveal that's very uncomfortable because you go then... What do I do, though? What do I do with this sin? What do I do with this mess? Holy Spirit, what do I do? Yes, the next thing we say, Holy Spirit, guide me. Guide me into all truth. Show me the truth of this matter. Show me the real truth of this sin. Show me the real truth of this habit. Show me the real truth of this behavior. Show me the roots, oh God. Guide me into all truth. Deal with it, Lord. Why am I always so angry? Why am I so impatient? Why am I so lustful? Why am I so selfish? Why am I jealous when others succeed? Why do I keep gossiping? why do I keep criticizing other people over and over and over and I think it's fine I think it's just me being spiritual but it's not it's not Holy Spirit the Lord in my life Holy Spirit magnify the Lord in my life I don't want to see Him as a side affair I don't want to see Him as just a Sunday thing or the Holy Spirit magnify the Lord in my life Lord especially as I grow older especially as I grow kind of wiser help me not to forget Beauty and the majesty and the wonder of you, God. Hmm. You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, Please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.